0: This is Nightmares of the Americas, Indigenous Tales. The show will start in three, two, one.
1: Welcome everybody to Nightmares of the Americas, Indigenous Tales. I'm Joseph. And I'm Gabriel. (laughs) You said that really fast. (laughs) I did. I'm Joseph. Bing 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 bong bong bong. Oh yeah. Throwback. Michael Scott. (laughs) No (laughs)
0: We've made it to another end of October.
1: Yep, we're at the end, folks. Hope you guys have enjoyed this spooky season. It's so spooky. It's just so spooky. (laughs) And we're finishing off with a very good time. A listener tale episode for you, the listener, from the listener.
0: Yeah. Glad a lot of people sent in some stories. Really looking forward to doing
1: this episode. So we hope you guys enjoy it. And remember, if you have if you weren't able to send in a story for this year, um, you could still send us in stories. We do listener tale episodes sporadically throughout the year, so you can get on the next one. And remember to say if we, um, if we're allowed to say your name, or if you just want to be anonymous, that's cool too. We'll just say anonymous. We'll keep your privacy. Yeah. So we did our trunk or treat last night. That was pretty cool, huh, Gabe? Yeah, A ton of candy. I stole all my daughter's of, candy. Did you? Oh man. He, <laughs> You're all, you no. don't like this kind. But I I do I do like this kind. No, you're allergic to peanuts. <laughs> I'm not. And then she goes to school to peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We, we lied. You're not allergic to peanuts. i like convincing <laughs> her. I'm like, this
0: one's really gross. I don't think you're going to like it. So slide it like over here. <laughs>
1: and she's all, you're right. And you're all, mmm. That's the sound I make when stuff's gross. Mmm. Mm. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ricky's over there bartering with me. He's all right, daddy. So I get to stay up two hours late. And he slides me a Reese's cup. And I'm like, bro, I got Reese's Cups right here. You need to calm down. And he's all huh? 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 And I'm, oh, trying dude, to sweeten the deal. Down. Yeah. He's like, hey, you know what? Only for you. <sighs> Throwing some Twizzlers, because I know you like those Twizzlers. <laughs> all, oh, I do like Twizzlers. You got me. <laughs> Man. Yeah. It was pretty cool. A bunch of cool costumes. I'm going to post a picture of me and our whole family. We have a themed costume, so it's pretty Cool. Cool. Oh, no, Maddie took hers back. She's something else, because she has to be a cute- Uh, Oh, she's got to be different. Yeah, we're all going to be, stay tuned. That's what we're going (laughs) to (laughs) be. It's pretty cool. So we guys hope you've been enjoying October, spooky October. And you only have a few more days to get in on the teacher giveaway. Today, when it drops, and then tomorrow is the last day to get in on the giveaway for TikTok and Instagram at indigenous underscore tails. You have five chances to win three different items. Mm -hmm. First place, second place gets a hoodie. Third place gets a t-shirt. So this is the biggest giveaway that we have had, but you know, we've been doing this for a year and a month. So we thought, you know what? Might as well just go all in and uh, give away some, some cool stuff while it's starting to get cold. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of people that enter too. Like, I think double from the last one we did. Wow. Yeah, so I got to put all their names on the wheel of, I don't know what to call it, the wheel of fortune?
1: Or is that copywritten? The wheel of truth? I don't know. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. So you only have a few days to get in on that. Also, if you want to check out some of the video clips that Gabe's doing, go to YouTube at indigenous underscore tales, check those out, follow us, subscribe, all that good stuff. And if you like any of our episodes, please leave a review and rating of five stars and share it with your friends. But since you're there already, all you have to do is just screenshot the review and rating and send it to info at bhillnetwork.com. That's B-E-H-I-L-L, like be a hill. But no, hey, just B Yeah. Network.com. Leave your mailing address and your alias. Doesn't even have to be your real name. And we'll shoot you out some stickers. So go ahead and do that for freezies. And we'll be getting mm-hmm. a lot of people sending in um, reviews and stuff. So we really do appreciate that. This goes, there's no restrictions. It go, goes anywhere, wherever you're from. Yeah. Canada. I've been getting messages from Canada and they're like, I don't know. I'm listening to the early stuff. Are you guys sending them to Canada yet? And I'm like, yeah, we are. Thanks for messaging. <laughs> because if not, we, you wouldn't got one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny hearing that. Like people say that they're starting listening to the older episodes and we weren't doing as much as we are now. So once you catch up, you're going to be able to get all the stickers.
1: All right, cool. So that's all we have on top of the show. So let's get into the listener tale episode from you, the listener. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. So I'm going to read the first story because I'm terrified of the second story um, and I don't talk about that anymore. So. Gabriel's gonna have to that,
0: oh i'll uh, read that uh, one because i did it last time yeah, and i was okay
1: yeah and i well i don't know maybe it's me listening to it i'm gonna mute myself i guess or mute you so the first episode is is titled the first oh, episode. It doesn't have a title <laughs> the first episode see i'm all messed up i'm scared <laughs> i'm scared you got me i'm it's all, <laughs> all so the first story we're gonna talk about that i'm gonna read it's from anonymous so let's get into it hi i have a little story my dad used to tell me and my sister my grandpa used to be a heavy, heavy drinker. Every night he stumbled home from the bar and my grandma would get on him or get onto him. That's two different things. I don't know. <laughs> Grandma's getting a little randy over there. Yeah. <laughs> She's all come here sloppy <laughs> begging him to just stay home. But every night without prevail, my grandpa would go to the bar and drink his worries away. My dad never fully said whether or not he had cheated on my grandmother, but I think he may have. Anyway, one night, like any other night, my grandpa made his way out to the bar and began to stumble down the dark alley back way to our house. That night was like any other, but for this time, he felt as though he couldn't make it home fast enough to get to the restroom, so he decided to stop near the dumpster and do his thing there. LOL. (laughs) As he was peeing, he heard this thump, thump, thump come up beside him. Mind you, this was back in the 60s, in a predominantly Mexican black neighborhood, so there were no streetlights or anything lighting the alleyway. My grandpa was also very fond of whiskey, so he wasn't exactly in his right mind, but he was sure he heard what sounded like hooves right behind him. As his eyes adjusted into the darkness, he was able to make out these little hooves standing right next to him. He looked up and saw what he swore to be horns horns and horns and then he heard a laugh unlike any he had heard before he said it was like that of a demon evil and sinister mocking him almost my grandpa was a mean tough old mexican man who had lived a rough life so he wasn't afraid of much but that night he ran for his life didn't even take time to fasten up his pants he ran to my grandma and woke up all of his eight kids yes eight LOL apologizing for his wrongdoings and he stopped drinking that night. My grandma was said to have practiced brujeria, and I always wondered if maybe she had sent the hoofed boy to scare my grandpa straight. The story used to scare the shit out of me and my sister, and I always thought my dad just told me it to scare me, but it sounds much like the deer woman to me. Hope y'all enjoy it. Man, that's one former
0: rehab right there, I guess. <laughs> Get that hoof man on you.
1: Yeah, your grandma was in the spirit world over there. I don't know. Don't be doing that. Don't be sending evil spirits, because then you might be uh one of those people that we talk about soon enough. I mean, it did set him straight, though. Put him on the right. Yeah, path. but I don't know. So, thank you, anonymous, for this story. That's uh, that's really interesting.
0: Yeah, I like that story. Even though it's a little creepy, though.
1: The Mexican culture is mostly ca- Catholic. Mm-hmm. Because of the Spanish taking over the indigenous people and yeah. then forcing them into Catholicism. So it's really like when you go over there, it's a different kind of world because they do believe in spirits. They do believe in ghosts. They do mm-hmm. believe in what you would call the devil. Witches, and witchcraft. The, which, all that stuff. Yeah. So his, so this, uh, this young lady, her grandmother was just uh, practicing witchcraft.
0: I wonder how she summoned that thing to
1: go after him, though. Mm, I, I don't want to know <laughs> i want to know i'm, I'm not, curious I'm, no stop see that's why i keep getting sick because you're all up in this this for educational stuff. purposes that's oh all. man i'm gonna have to watch out gabe's all of a sudden gonna poison <laughs> me and turn into one of those things well, light as a feather stiff as a board <laughs> it's the only spell Uh-oh. i know rah, 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 rah. i was <laughs> like why do you got a raw chicken i'm just marinating <laughs> it joseph i'm making yeah, 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 a chicken, chicken on, what stew what are you doing <laughs> i'm making a chicken stew with tubers Oh, man. You know how I love a tuber. <laughs> Gosh, you got me with the tubers. Yeah, that's how you hook them. Wow, that's, that's crazy,
0: though. So this next, this next one that I'm going to get into is titled A Would-Be Family Annihilation from our, an anonymous listener who is Danae. And they prefaced it by saying, Trigger warning, flesh pedestrian, which we know who that is. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Domestic violence, and generational trauma. You could say it. Say it. You can. I.
1: I won't say it. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm scared. scared. I don't. to <laughs> I don't wanna... <laughs> It's the Walker. So we're not talking about Texas. <laughs> no. Texas Walker, Texas Ranger. We're talking about a flesh, flesh pedestrian. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's, That's a good, good way yeah. of saying it. That's a good flesh way of saying flesh it. Flesh pedestrian. Yeah. <laughs> So, this one's kind of crazy because it says domestic violence, generational trauma, mm-hmm. and family annihilation. And we talked about family annihilators um, a was few it? episodes ago. Yeah, I think we did. So, this is a good story. It's kind of, this is very triggering. So, if, if you guys find yourself unable to listen to this, mm-hmm. skip ahead maybe, um, maybe about five minutes and yeah. then jump to the next story because this one's a little rough, guys, but it was sent in and we want to read it. Yeah. So it goes,
0: this story begins before I was born, when my father was a child, approximately eight or 11 years old, something happened to him that I believe would change our family forever. Just like I did when I was a young one, my father did the same during school breaks and other periods of time. We would be at a school. We would stay with his paternal grandmother, my nali, great paternal grandmother, When my father was a young boy during one of his visits to the Rez, he discovered something sinister playing in the desert a ways from my Nali's home. My father, a young boy at the time, discovered a leather bag of unholy items, bones, animal hides, teeth, and other items that I cannot recall at the moment, and in oblivion brought these items back to my Nali's Hogan. As it was described to me, Nali immediately gasped scolded my father in Dene and told him to immediately put the unholy items back where he found them. Since he found these items a ways from my Nali's Hogan, a lot of time had passed when he had made the trip back. So when my father returned from his journey, he was met by the Hatali medicine man. The medicine man talked with my father and did a few blessings. The medicine man gave my father a few items and then went on his way. This story was something that was shared quite often when we went camping together or during the spooky season. Since this event, my father has been more sensitive to the paranormal world and became intrigued by the hair raising. Growing up, we watched ghost adventures with my father and would have a ton of shared paranormal experiences. It is believed one of the rights when becoming a flesh pedestrian is doing something horrendous to your loved ones. This story is what nearly occurred on August 30th, 2008, when I was eight years old. My sister and I awoke that early morning to my father screaming at my mother while she was entrapped in the master bedroom's bathroom with him. At this time in my life, my family slept together in a large California King bed in the master bedroom. When I tell you that was the most comfortable bed I've slept on to this day, I mean it. My parents' master bedroom was a safe and comfortable place I grew up to know as a child. So when we were awoken by screams, crying and a weird clicking sound we've never heard till that day. As young children, my sister and I did not understand why this was occurring. However, we did understand this was wrong and my mother needed help. My sister at 10 years old mustered up the courage to get the landline to call for help. However, the second she got near the phone, the bathroom door swung open. It was as if my father had a sixth sense that we were going to call for help. He violently and swiftly ripped the phone off the wall and out of my sister's hands. My father had an animalistic way to him, marched out of the bedroom with something in his hand. Before this, I had never seen this object before. It was a metallic, tubular device. Then, thankfully, he was gone. My mother was finally able to alert authorities, and we reunited with her. Authorities later apprehended him down the street that early morning. Years later, when we were older and fully able to understand what happened that night, my mother and sister and I recounted the haunting clicks of the shotgun as it failed to discharge in the bathroom. We recalled his threats for family annihilation, and the thing that haunts us to this day is the unhuman, animalistic look in his eyes. His eyes weren't his own. They were completely black and feral. I can go on to say that this was not his last time attempting something of this nature. Recently, in November of 2021, my baby brother, from a different mother, unfortunately experienced the same fate in experiencing something similar. My father has not been apprehended, nor has he been charged. I pray to the Creator, his new wife, and my baby sister, born in March 2023, do not suffer the same fate. I have no contact with my father, and I do not think I'll ever talk to him again. Due to what he put my baby brother and st- stepsisters through, I live with my heart broken that this sweet little boy and my sisters now have to live with this scar in our souls. That's a pretty rough story. I mean, glad you're okay. Thanks for sharing that with us. That's just a tough situation, though.
1: Yeah. So in the story, um, this person that uh, they talk about, their father... He had these unholy items, and it seems like you know how you carry around a medicine bag with Mm -hmm. you—something that uh, protects you. This seems like it was the opposite of a medicine bag. Yeah, like it kind of takes over you. And then it says he became intrigued by the paranormal world, Mm -hmm. and the who was intrigued by hair raising. And they would watch like these paranormal stuff and ghost adventures, and it seems like he kind of got taken over, and maybe he did, kind of like feeding that bad bad spirit. And they're Danae, so mm-hmm. maybe he did go to this the other side and and become a flesh pedestrian. That's what I'm gonna call him from now on, flesh pedestrian. That's that's pretty yeah, awesome. I like that.
0: I mean. Yeah, that's a really uh, rough story. I just
1: hope you're doing okay. Thank you for letting us into your life and, and saying mm-hmm. something like this and, and sharing it with others. And all you people out there, if you are in situations of domestic violence, please get help. And you don't deserve to be treated that way. No one deserves to be treated that way. Man, woman, child, whatever, Mm-mm. whatever. No, no one, no one deserves to be treated that way. So please get help, ask family. And if you can't do family, um, hopefully there's some kind of services out there that you can go to because you deserve the best. So thank you. Anonymous. So our next story is, is from another anonymous and I'm going to go ahead and talk. Um, just get it. Jump right into their email. to their story, it says, okay. Co. A big hello from the Kuala boundary here in Cherokee, North Carolina. Oh, awesome. I've been to Cherokee, North Carolina. It's a pretty sweet cool. place. Love that place. Can't Is that that back. place
0: you said where you bought that knife or you were going to buy the knife?
1: I was going to buy the knife, um, but I don't know what happened. Oh, I, I think I got I was getting <laughs> sick that time. I don't know. I'm always getting sick. I need to work on my health because apparently I'm just. I used to say I never get sick, and now I'm like I'm sick every other weekend. It's falling so I gotta apart. Figure that crap out.
0: You need to eat more tubers.
1: That's what I need to do. Because <laughs> when I went on that carnivore diet for like a month, you were doing great. Yeah, I lost weight, and my my um. So they're lifting my, cars over his head, and everything. Yeah, I was like losing <laughs> so it. And yeah. I was all this is great. I'm only eating. <laughs> I'm I'm eating like. Quail and chicken and turkey and and beef and chicken turkey balls bu- all the turkey balls, oh, I was just popping turkey balls left. I had a pocket <laughs> full of turkey balls. And man it was pretty awesome. It was like I got a pocket full of hot thorns pocket full of hot thorns well, especially, reference. but <laughs> especially now when we're getting
0: into uh the colder weather and the holidays coming up and stuff, all the food we're gonna be eating is not going to be good for us.
1: oh, no, it is for me. I'm gonna soup it up. We soup it up in our house. ooh. I like that. Yeah, I get all kinds of um, organic vegetables, and we just, we eat more vegetables and less, it's weird, we eat more vegetables and less meat in the winter. Oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of strange, like most of the time we just eat vegetable soups, but mm-hmm. I make some really good, like squash soup and corn soup and, Ooh. oh man, it's really good stuff. Sounds oh. good. <laughs> Ooh, some, some potato chowder, corn chowder, clam chowder. A good chowder. I love a chowder. <laughs> I think that was from the president. That was from uh, JFK. Hello, dear Americans. Let's get a chowder. Okay, calm down. Calm down. He's got my vote. So anyway, (laughs) I wanted to share a story that happened to me while I was in high school. For privacy reasons, I won't share the exact area, but this happened on a gravel road in the Big Cove community. At the time, I was dating a boy who lived in the area but was not a member of the tribe. He was really into cars and had just bought a brand new Mustang. Wow, girly. I mean, good for you. You're with some dude who had some cheddar or something because brand new Mustang. Yeah. Man. He was a pretty good driver and used his car to teach me how to drive stick. Oh, I like this guy. Unless it turns oh, out man. bad that I don't like this guy. So far, he sounds like a pretty good fellow. Yeah. I mean, now you know how to drive stick. That's the uh, stick shift. Dri- like if you have, if you have a stick shift, that is a anti-theft device because no one knows how to drive stick anymore.
0: I don't know how to drive stick.
1: You never learned how to drive stick. No. Oh, never. Sorry. It's all our well, dad's fault. Oh. <laughs> uh, what? Well, all Michael drove. Our brother Mike. All he drove was stick in high school. Yeah, I remember that. I think yeah. His first when he first started to learn, he learned stick. Yeah, he learned stick on his uh, his girl's. Uh, she had a Volkswagen Bug, and she taught him how to drive stick. And then he was all <laughs> Mister Stick Shift after that. He was all. And then we would drive and when we were deployed. They had these little, um, what are they? Mercedes trucks. Oh, that's weird. No, well, it's all like it was in the Middle East, so everything over there, like Mercedes, wasn't like a fancy car. It was just a oh, just like, like a utility. General, yeah, yeah. It was just like a Chevy or or like a Ford or something, and they were all jacked up. So the so the clutches were all jacked up and the transmission, so you could slide that sucker all around, and you'd you'd find it. That's <laughs> how I learned drive stick anyway. But in February we had been out on a date, and it had gotten pretty late, about 2 a.m. But the night was clear. He was taking me home when, out of nowhere, his car had stalled and would not crank over. Hmm. I played that trick a time or two. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. (laughs) My boy, that was like an old thing back in the day. Where they're going, oh, my car stalled. Oh no, I guess we have to sit here. What do we do now? I'm cold. Are you cold? <laughs> My boyfriend at the time stepped out of the car and popped the hood to take a look. It was abnormally warm for this time of year, and in this area, the trees are very dense and you can't see but perhaps five feet into the woods on either side of the road. My boyfriend had asked me to slide into the driver's side and try to crank the car over, which it did not. At this point, I stepped out of the car and was standing behind him holding the flashlight. While well, he checked fuses when the most blood-curdling screech I've ever heard came out of the woods on the passenger side of the car. Both of us had freaked out and I ran back to the passenger side of the car, getting in while my boyfriend had slammed the hood and jumped in the driver's seat. He tried to get the car to crank over, but it just wouldn't quite get to where it needed to be. I remember looking back through the rear windshield as a fog started as a fog had started to creep in over the windows. It was moving slowly across the car towards the front, and just about the time the fog had crossed over the car, it cranked over and started. My boyfriend had put the car into gear and started to take off. I looked back again and off in the area where we had been. I saw two glowing red eyes when another screech came to surround us. I'm not sure how fast he was driving, but we had gotten back into a town In what seemed like moments, neither of us talked about what had happened, but sat quietly in the Dairy Queen parking lot for a good while before he took me home without a word. Years later, I mentioned the situation to my grandmother, and she said it could have been many things, but it was most likely a warning not to date that boy. In all fairness, she was at least right on that point. Thank you for reading my story. I hope to share more, hoping that you all visit the EBCI sometime so it was near the woods they said they saw glowing red eyes mm-hmm. in north carolina
0: I wonder, oh north carolina i'll say maybe uh i know i don't think we've talked about him on the show a tall man he was in a uh, reservation dogs remember that scene where they go hunting and that like furry looking tall creature just had red beady eyes staring at him yep yeah that's the that's the tall man but yeah
1: that could be could be what it was but then what would make the car stop? There's a lot of things that can make the car stop. A brand new Mustang? I don't know. Logic would say maybe he wasn't. No, because she said she knew how to drive stick, too. I was going to say maybe he didn't know how to drive stick as well as she thought he did. But in the story, she said <laughs> he taught her. So she clearly knew how to drive stick as well. And she's she's hitting the clutch. He's probably like, pop the clutch. Go. Come yeah. on. Let's get it. <laughs> and still didn't. I mean. I don't know. That's kind of trippy. I mean, well, it would be interesting to see if that car has ever made any other had any other problems in the future before? But yeah, since then.
0: But I know weird stuff happens. Uh, c- weird creatures somehow make cars cars stop. I know the puck wedgie was one of them, where someone's driving and then all of a sudden their car just doesn't work. Then the puck wedgies right there, or even the the Nordics. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff. Aliens. But good thing no one was hurt.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean a good thing uh you list like you you said well, she was right about one thing. I should not have been dating that boy. Well, no. I'm glad you hope hopefully you're doing well and you and you're with someone who who is uh the right person you who respects you and treats you perfectly because listen to your elders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: that's all yeah, that's all you can take away from most of these stories. Your elders sometimes they might not seem like they know what they're talking about, but in the end you're going to know they're right. <laughs>
1: okay, there you go.
0: <laughs> so this next one I'm going to read is from Chad Rojas. They say, I listened to your podcast at work, started when you guys had around 27
1: episodes. Wow, so you were with us from the beginning. Thank you. Man, thank you so much for that. This guy's This guy's like, uh, there's a few other have been like that, but man, thank you. Episode thank 27. You so I don't know. Yeah, we, we had we terrible microphones back yeah, then we didn't.
0: Even, we still didn't know what we were doing. They say I am Ojibwe from Millilocks Reservation in Minnesota. I didn't learn my people's history or language like my cousin did on the res. My grandma didn't want what happened to our people when they spoke their language happened to her side of the family. I am grateful that now I can learn what I can of my people and you two help along the way. Well, thank you for that. Those kind words definitely mean a lot. I mean, this podcast, honestly, listening to the listeners telling us what they think of the show and how it's impacted them really makes this podcast worth doing. Makes us feel good. Yeah, it's really amazing. We thank you so much for those kind words. Yeah. They say one story. One story comes to mind when I first listened to your podcast. My cousin Tammy used to tell the kids not to go outside on the res at night, or the horseman will get them. Whoa, the horseman! I don't think we've. I haven't heard of this. I've never heard of the horseman. Whoa. She then goes on to say that she and our other cousins around her age had seen him. This was when they went out drinking and driving around. He had changed himself into a hitchhiker trying to get a ride from town to the res. They was going to stop, but Cousin Pete or Cousin Nancy seen it, seeing he did not have feet, but horse hooves. They sped off, but the horseman kept speed with the car. They finally got away. Tammy says he let them get away. Pete says horseman spotted easier prey that he could get and eaten a couple of res dogs or other small animals. Nancy can't remember which is true. In either case, they say horseman live at the sugar bush by the powwow grounds. If you go, you will find bones of animals laying around and your bones might be the next ones to lay around after he eats you. Thank you for letting me share that one from my childhood. As a half native growing up in twin cities, The family expects me to know our language and culture. I had no one to teach me any of that, and none family expect me to be this one with nature, like what they had seen on TV or movies. Like I'm supposed to know what time is based on the sun or the wind. I'm supposed to know what every animal movement means, (laughs) or be a medicine man, or bless them, or something crazy like that. (laughs)
1: Sorry for a long email. (laughs) No, don't be sorry. We love listening to uh, what our listeners have to say. But yeah, we're, I mean, that's why we talk about sometimes being Gabe, We're like, yeah, it's really funny because you could fuck around with people too. Cause for some reason, everyone thinks you're like a uh, magic. So you could kind of fuck around and be like, oh, so let me tell you a story. <laughs> it's like, ha, 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 got you, bitch. No, yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of uh, parks and rec. You ever watch? you didn't really watch parks and rec. huh? No, I didn't really get into you it. You would really much. like it, Gabe. You need to watch parks and rec. It, I mean, they're dumb episodes, kind of like the office, but a little more, um, the Office seems a little more like real life, like almost like a docu- docu-series. Yeah. Parks and Rec is more... You could tell all these people are, are characters. It's a yeah, that, that's the it's kind of vibe like it
0: gives off. Like, you can tell it's a, it's supposed to be a comedy.
1: They're having this festival, and everything used to be the certain tribe's land. Mm-hmm. The tribe is like the tribal... I think he's the chief. He's like, look... um. Uh, you have to meet me halfway here. Like we want to be featured in the, in this place. Like everything is from our land. So you want to put these fun activities up, but we also want the history of the tribe there. And he's, he's being reasonable. He's not trying to overtake everything. Mm-hmm. And um, like, he's like kind of giving up some things. He probably, I wouldn't, I just feel like, no, we want all <laughs> this first. And then you have, you know, it's all this stuff. Yeah. So then he says, well, I hope you don't get cursed. And then they get all scared and he, and he says some quote and I always say it wrong, but he goes, if there's two, if there's things I know about white people, I think he's like, they love matchbox 20 and they're terrified of, of Indian curses or something. <laughs> <like that. laughs> you
0: can make, you can make them believe that.
1: Yeah. And then the whole time like mishaps happen and they believe that he like cursed them. All, and then oh, no. at the end, he turns out he was just fucking with them. And then he just <laughs> like does a ceremony and just throws like, ashes and then <laughs> and then they're all oh <laughs> they're like the curse is lifting <laughs> oh the majestic indian man
0: yeah look at him so it was really <laughs> funny thank you for that story though i'm going to i don't know i'm going to look more into that horseman horseman and see what i can find i mean we've heard of uh recently the goat man which i never heard about
1: now we got the horseman Yeah. And we kind of heard the, uh, the, the male version of the deer lady. I don't know what that guy is, but (laughs) I'm going to look into that too.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm really, really glad that our show is able to help you and kind of make you feel like you are connected to your people somehow. I mean, that's kind of rough though. Having to feel like you have to meet some expectation of indigeneity. Like you have to know everything there is about your culture or you have to, you know, know everything i don't think it should be that way i mean like me and joseph talked about before you can learn one word a song a story something that is from your people and just keep it for yourself and keep your culture alive and just because you don't know certain things it doesn't take away who you are in my opinion
1: oh for sure a lot of people now because we're in this big reinsurgence like we've mm-hmm. talked about before like there's with our we're just indigenous people all together we're in this big reinsurgence yeah. where, where people are trying to remember the old ways And the reason why they're trying to remember the old ways is because the government, both Canadian and the U.S. government, they made sure that the generation would not remember. Yeah, I mean, there were cases where they wouldn't. You were not allowed to participate in powwows and dances Mm -hmm. if you were not a certain age, and the age was was like forty five or fifty five years old. So if you weren't 55 years old or 50 years old, you weren't allowed to participate in these rituals. And the reason being was because they wanted the younger generation to forget.
0: Yeah. Or to forget and to uh, restrict you from being who you are. Even with wearing your traditional clothing, your regalia, I think not even two years ago, there was a... Denae high school girl who was graduating high school. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. She tried to wear regalia on her cap and gown and stuff and they were making a big deal about it. Like, no, you're not allowed to do that. We don't want that in our school. It's just, I mean, restriction trying to erase who you are, which
1: is really weird for indigenous because here in California, there's a large population of Mexican Americans. And when they graduate high school, you'll see them and they'll have like all this stuff that represents Mexico. Mm hmm. No one says anything. It's perfectly fine. Everyone's able to do that. But why would it be that if you take one more step and just start digging into your indigenous side and yeah. do something like that, you're restricted from doing
0: it? Yeah. I would say luckily our nephew, Anthony, he was able to have an eagle feather on his cap uh, this last year that he graduated. And then they, I mean, as far as I know, they didn't make a big deal about it
1: in Georgia. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. So yeah, like we said before, don't let anyone be gatekeepers to who you are. Because no. they don't they don't they don't know who you are, they don't know what you've been through, and they don't know your bloodline. So No, yeah. Ju- let's not get into uh, uh blood quantum cuz No, uh, we, just,
0: we just I would just say just do your <laughs> best to try to learn where you come from and you know, keep your culture alive. That's all we can really do.
1: So now we're going to get into one titled My Native American Cryptid Encounter. And it's another anonymous so, um, we're glad that you guys are sending these in and uh, Hey, we're going to respect your privacy and yeah. keep you anonymous because you know what, this is your story. And if you don't want it, people to get all up in your business, cause I know how people are, mm-hmm. then, um, you don't want family to get pissed off, like, Hey, you don't even tell telling people stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, flesh, the, uh, what was it? The flesh munchkins. My, what are they called? That's how my wife's family is <laughs> the skin, skin slappers. What are they called? What'd you the say? skin uh, Pedestrians. Flesh, Flesh pedestrians? pedestrians. I was all see, skin, skin pedestrians. sound
0: like a streaker. The, the guy was, call, that's what they used to the call me in the, high school. The guy from the office, that, the streaker, what's it? Did he have a name? Who flashed? Uh, no.
1: no. <laughs> Meredith? No. Or who flashed uh, Phyllis. Well, and then Creed's all, he was just letting it, He was letting him breathe. I don't see the big deal. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, you can't do that. <laughs> oh, man. A little nasty old man from the... 60s <laughs> that guy's still alive i don't know how old he is because he looked old as death back then and he's still yeah. alive but hank died yeah that's so weird i know life sucks it's really fun most of the time until you die soon's <laughs> <suck. laughs> by anonymous i am a native of arizona and i've spent my entire life on the tohona Odaham reservation the creature i'm referring to is the est Wu or the horned serpent known for its extreme danger active active hunting of people this behavior is likely due to its habitat which often lacks prey large enough to sustain it in the past my grandfather led a search party to locate one after a child went missing only to find the child's remains washed up at the mouth of a river cave system the creature still exists though they're now smaller than their ancestors and primarily feed on deer and large fish this could explain the absence of reporting of missing persons after fishing or swip, swimming trips. This is a this is kind of trippy because I don't like the underground river system. <laughs> it's like that freaks no. me the hell out. You don't know what's going on down there, Mm-mm.
0: and so many it connects to like so many different bodies of water. You don't know what the heck's gonna be right there. Well,
1: it's kind of like when we're talking about Tahoe, right? Mm-hmm. And it connects to uh, Pyramid Lake. So we were, just in South, uh, we were just in South Lake Tahoe, and we drove around the entire lake. It's huge. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> it's lake. Huge. When I was about nine, my father took me fishing along one of the Tahona Nation rivers. He pointed out a massive black silhouette gliding through the lake. As we approached, it became clear that it was a snake, resembling a full-grown Burmese python with an impressive girth of about four feet and a length of around 30 feet, according to my dad. He identified it as the horned serpent, cautioning me never to speak of it as it might come for me at night. Later, my grandfather recounted his search party experience from the 70s. Today, as a graduate student and apprentice biologist at the University of West Virginia, I've been on a quest to find someone knowledgeable about this creature for years. I've even consulted multiple professors, but none could provide a definitive identification. My leading theory is that it could be a large amphibious python, akin to an anaconda but even larger, yet to be recognized by modern science. Alternatively, it might be an extinct relative of modern pythons and somehow survived and evolved around native reserves, owing to the remote nature of these areas. River cave systems offer a perfect environment for a large predator, making this a plausible scenario. Lastly, the horns on its head resembled bony protrusions akin to those of a rhino viper, likely used for defense. I would greatly appreciate any additional information, as I am determined to unravel this mystery. It's a tenna. That's what the first thing I thought of when I heard horned serpent. A horned serpent that could swallow children. It's a tenna. But I like how this guy's like, bro. So I'm at this university, right? Graduated and I'm a biologist <laughs> and uh, I, like, I want to figure what this thing is, is, and we need like a reasonable explanation. Well, the reasonable explanation is the name given to this creature that is called the horned serpent. Well, maybe there's not an English word for this creature, mm-hmm. but like you said, there's these large pockets, these cave systems. So there could be potentially a large serpent down there, but your people, Call it a horned serpent. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be this mystical, magical creature. It could be reality, Hmm. which a lot of times I think these stories are based in reality.
0: Yeah. Just somebody somebody saw one, told somebody else, told somebody else, or a group of people saw one. And either it's in hiding or I don't know. But that is the first thing I thought of the Octana.
1: Or they predominantly live in the cave system. Mm -hmm. So you only see them when they feed. And if you're a small little baby boy, that's scary. And you over here slapping water, and they're like, "Ooh, good snack!" And then they go back down. You're done, <laughs> right? Yeah, the underwater panther
0: was like that too. It would stay down there, and then yeah, and then when you, once you would go near where it lives, it would mistake you as a large, or it wouldn't mistake you, but it would attack you and eat you. I don't know. That is, I don't know. It could be the Octana. I don't know what else it could be. A plesiosaur.
1: A plesiosaur aside. <laughs>
0: If they want a technical term,
1: a horn hornosaurus. It's a yeah, it's a yumosaurus. <laughs> they go yum. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's like people so badly want an,
0: a distinct answer. Like, what is it? I want to know. Well, you don't believe us when we
1: say what it is. You want your ver- your answer that you want in your head. Yeah, it kind of makes sense when, like you said, like indigenous people call it something. Well, it might not be, like you said, the technical term, but yeah. maybe there is a creature that is slamming kids like just like snacks. <laughs> they're popping them like popcorn, <laughs> and they're saying, don't go there because a the horned serpents going to get you. Kind of reminds me of the indigenous people of Russia, and there's that. Uh, I know we probably have listeners who have heard this before, Delotov, or Delatov's Pass, or Delatov's I'm not Russian, so I can't say the name. Dolatov's Pass. It's a place. But it's a German <laughs> hikers or um, it was like in the snow or something. And these guys have like hiked all these great areas and climbed snow mountains. They're snow people. I don't know. It's weird. Not me. I'm brown. I oh, I know. That's um, the place where, yeah, they disappear, right? Yeah. they Well, they didn't disappear. They all got murdered. They all died and they found their bodies and it was all these obscure kind of weird places. But the indigenous people, they named it, don't go there. Like it translated to don't go there.
0: Yeah. People still went.
1: So if the indigenous people are saying don't go there, don't be like, oh, they don't know anything. They're crude humanoids. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. No, they named it. Don't go there. Cause a lot of their people died from going there. So maybe that's what it is. Just something simple as that.
0: Maybe. So this next one that I'm going to get into is titled stick Indians from another anonymous listener. It goes offering some context on the stick Indians. They are a nocturnal species Rarely glimpsed, held in high esteem by the Salish people. Described as tall, slender, and covered in hair, they possess a humanoid form. Their remarkable ability to move swiftly and silently is often noted. Yeah, we just did an episode on the walking Sam. He was considered a stick Indian. Or similar to.
1: Oh, yeah. I was saying, we were like, we were just talking about something like this. Mm -hmm. And I know we want to do an episode. But yeah, that's kind of wild. Like the stick Indians. Some people say they're good. Some people say they're bad, but yeah,
0: I think there's, oh. I mean, yeah, there's probably good and bad. Different tribes have various depictions of stick Indians for the Salish. They resemble large Bigfoot like creatures while the Cayuse and Yakima envision
1: them as forest dwelling dwarves. Oh yeah. You talked about that. You said that last time. Yeah. didn't you? So they, that, that some say like, cause I think our little people episode early on little people episode, <laughs> episode two or three yeah. or something like that. You were like, you you were you were saying well maybe they could be stick Indians and I didn't know much about the stick Indians but mm-hmm. that's kind of wild that they could be either these giant 11 10 11 foot beings or they could be these short tiny little two, tiny two dwarves <laughs> yeah stick Indians
0: are known to sustain themselves through hunting and fishing favoring a nomadic lifestyle over settling in one place their attire is said to be fashioned from elements around the forest such as deer skins In certain tribal lore, Sticky Indians are believed to hold the power to paralyze, hypnotize, or induce madness in humans. Other accounts suggest they entice individuals off their paths with eerie whistles or laughter in the nighttime
1: woods. That's terrifying. I don't like either of that. (laughs) Nope. That's so scary. It's making me not want to go camping anymore, but I'm still going to. To
0: me, that's scarier than hearing a growl. Or like a typical scary noise, like, oh, that sound is scary. If I hear a,
1: a laughing sound or a whistle, <laughs> I'm out of there. Well, if you're with us, then you don't have to worry about a girl, because Kristen is like locked and loaded with 17 cans of bear spray. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> sounds like she has bells on, like, I'm all, so you got, where'd you get that regalia? What are you doing, Kristen? And she's over here with just bear spray. Like Rambo. Like, click, 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 click. She has the she is. bandolier of uh, bear yeah. spray. Oh. And I think it's a racket. I'm just saying because we buy them for the park rangers, and it's fifty dollars a can. Yeah, it's and Kristen will buy like five cans, and they only they expire in like six months. And I'm like, <laughs> can we spray? Can I like burn them? Can I? Can we test them on something? Like what can we do? Because I'm a boy, so I'm like, let's blow them up. Let's do something. Let's see wanna, what I makes the bear spray money. work. <laughs> yeah, spray me. Don't spray me. Spray me. Not <laughs> spray me. It's fun. No. <laughs> Let's do, like, spin the bottle, but that person gets sprayed. Yeah. We'll have medics next to us. But <laughs> if I hear a whistle or a laugh at night in the wilderness or even outside my house. Humans are more scary. Yeah. <laughs> and that sounds like a human thing. If I'm like, <laughs> oh, <nope>. it's bones. <laughs> it's bones. <laughs> that, I don't know if that would scare me. <laughs> that would scare me. I'd be like, uh-oh, some psycho crazy guy. And I'm like, actually, maybe they're watching that movie. <laughs> Let's go see if it's got popcorn. Let's go. Yeah.
0: There are tales of stick Indians possibly consuming humans who fall prey to them, as well as abducting children or unsettling women. These beings are also said to pursue fierce reprisals against those who unintentionally cause them harm or show disrespect. That, again, that reminds me of a puckwudgy. Wedgie. Puckwudgies get their feelings hurt. They're going to haunt you or
1: stalk you. And they just steal your pots. Yeah. <laughs> you cook your food and then all of a sudden they just, they snatch your little, your little meat off. Mm-hmm. Then they laugh <laughs> and they run away. It does kind of sound like, Pukwun, not exactly uh, like that. It's said that stick Indians communicate in a language
0: akin to the calls of birds or other animals rather than human speech. So to get into this on new year's Eve in 1991, my wife and I decided to head into Boulder cave to meet up with some friends and ring in the new year. Despite the darkness, we were all prepared with flashlights and warm clothing. And thankfully, the trail was clear of snow. As we made our way through the pine forest, we started to hear faint sounds in the distance, children's laughter, and playful shouts. Nope. We intentionally brushed it off, assuming it must be coming from a nearby camp or cabin. But after investigating, we found no signs of any other people around. The laughter came and went, carried by the wind, only to return moments later. Once we reached the cave, we shared our strange encounter with our friends. However, as the night wore on with the music, conversation, and laughter, the odd incident faded into the background. When it was time to make our way back, the mood had shifted. The forest felt somewhat foreboding. That's when we stumbled upon an unusual object propped against the base of a tree. We suspected it was left for us by whatever had caused the laughter. It turned out to be a small figurine crafted from tiny sticks, moss, and pine needles. It was intricately assembled, as if by miniature hands. We took it home and examined it closely for a while. However, over time, it began to emit an eerie vibe, giving us an unsettling feeling. Eventually, we decided to get rid of it. Years later, when I recounted this experience to a native co-worker, he suggested that we might have encountered what some call
1: Stick Indians. Oh, no. (laughs) No, but (laughs) I'm (laughs) not taking a little figurine of made from pine and moss and twigs and stuff that's set up when we're walking after I hear screams or laughter. Oh, honey, look, the animals left you a souvenir. So that's either you actually
0: uh, were met with stick Indians or your coworker is just messing with you. And he's like, oh, you have encountered what my people call Stick Indians. <laughs> you are now forever cursed.
1: <laughs> and then he goes, hey, I just fucked that guy. Yeah. <laughs> got him. No. <laughs> so now he won't talk to me on my lunch break anymore. <laughs> He's all, you know, I'm just trying to eat my food. And this guy always has a story to tell me. So, hey, you're an I Indian. You're an Indian, right? <laughs>
0: what does this mean?
1: <sighs> We're just messing with you. We're, you're a listener. We're just messing with you. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. Got yeah, him. Got him. No Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean it could be. I'm just saying you're braver than me. I'm not picking up anything. And as soon as no. and I'm always with my wife, and my wife is scary as hell just like me. So as soon as something happened, nope, we're done. Especially your wife too. If we're all together, your <laughs> wife and my wife and me together, you're the dumb one who'd be like, No, let's keep going and we're all, what? We're at the car already. What are you doing? We're in the truck. We're leaving. I'm adventurous. What can I say? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, I wonder. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I wonder if you still have that little figure or no. They
1: said they got rid of it. That was 91. So, I mean, that was a, uh, well, I don't know. You were born in 91. How old are you? 32? 30,
0: a stout, 32 years old.
1: Yeah. So that was 32 years ago. Maybe. He, yeah. I don't know. He probably, I was thinking maybe he took pictures of it, but man. you know, back then we had to have those rolls of film and then we had to go take them to CBS. You <laughs> had um, to wait a month had a, to get them developed. Yeah and then you're like, oh, I don't like this one." And then they're like, "You have to pay for it anyway." Like, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> well, thanks I for sending in weird.
0: That, sending in that story. That was really cool.
1: Yeah, weird people looking at your pictures before they give them to
0: you? Ew, yeah. I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore.
1: It's kind of strange on. Huh? Well, you know why it's creepy? It's cuz that um that amazing um Robin Williams movie.
0: Oh, um 24 Hour Photo, where he has like a collage of all the customers' fo- uh, families and stuff.
1: Yeah that made great movie yep that's why it oh he's yeah poor guy i miss him great movie he's a great actor great just uh, sucks so the last story we're going to talk about today is from a listener named marisol from the rgv in south texas woo thank you marisol for um sending in this story awesome amazing person her and her husband love our podcast so thank you so much she says, hi, guys. I recently listened to the Dear Liddy episode, and it reminds me of the handsome stranger story we were told growing up. Mm. I never heard this story. You've never heard this story, I've right? I've never in
0: my life heard this story. Sound, sorry, that sounded so sarcastic. <laughs> well, I've never. You did. You sound like an never, asshole. That's
1: why I just stepped <laughs> over it like that.
0: Never in my life. No, I've
1: never heard this story. This guy <laughs> thinks I don't Uh-oh. know things. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh>. Sorry. <laughs> i read books <laughs> no. i'm indigenous mexican-american growing up we were told a lot of st- stories to scare us into behaving yeah feel you yeah that's, that's how our life is you just gotta like, i tell <laughs> i told our kids before we were at uh yellowstone and i said if you step off of the path and touch the ground the earth will eat you and you will die yeah, cuz there were so many of those hot those geysers mm-hmm. and they're all what? And I showed them information and then I go and then we're in the woods. If you keep going, the Wendigo will get you. And then they will you will never see it get <laughs> they're like what? And they're like six and like seven at the time. Guess what? My kids are alive. It so worked. Thank you. Yeah. It worked. They were always heavy on the devil, good versus evil, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The oral version of the Handsome Stranger is a beautiful vain girl dances with the Handsome Stranger. When the music stops, she notices the strange hooves. Of course, the stranger is the devil because, you know, Mexicans and Catholicism. (laughs) Yeah, we do. When I saw the dear lady on Reservation Dogs, I was wondering, or I wondered if it was like the handsome stranger. Y'all's episode was great. There's so many variations. Maybe the handsome stranger is one more. So she goes on and attaches this book titled Stories That Must Not Die, by Juan Savoyol, I can't say his name. It, <laughs> it sounds like that. From a French author. No, he's, <laughs> he's a oh, cool! but I tried to look the book up and like on Amazon, it was like 500 and something dollars for a copy for Whoa. the cover of the car. Co- and I was all, this must be a, like a heart, like a, like not very, there's, has to be not mer- very many prints. She said it's a South Texas folklore book and her mother gave it to her. So she sent me the story from the book. So I'm going to read the story from the book. Cool. It was titled the handsome stranger. Dolores was a very beautiful girl and she knew it. She was vain, proud and cruel. She found a special pleasure in building the boys hopes and then dropping them without a warning. With her big green eyes, she could melt them at will, and the next moment, freeze them with her spite. Her mother cautioned her often not to play with men's feelings, but she just laughed it off and continued with her games. The black and white ball was coming soon. Dolores was looking forward to it. She knew it would be another triumph for her. The good-looking boys would form a line waiting to have a dance with her. She could already see the other girls turning green with envy. Her mother had strong misgivings about the dance. She couldn't help thinking that something was going to happen to her daughter. She even cried and begged Dolores not to go. Dolores answered abruptly that if she were to listen to her mother's apprehensions, she would have to stay at home all the time. Unable to change her daughter's mind, the mother decided to at least accompany her to that night. When Dolores made her entrance into the American Legion Hall, she was so stunned that all the conversation stopped suddenly, and the musician missed a beat. Everything went well during the evening. Dolores' mother felt somewhat silly about all these worries for nothing. However, at 1145, the doors of the hall opened and a handsome stranger walked in. He stopped for a moment and looked all around. There was not a girl there who did not wish to be chosen by him for the next dance. He walked across the floor towards Dolores, bowed gently, and asked her for the last dance. She was blushing with pride. One more tribute to her beauty. Her mother felt chills up and down her spine. Please, let's go home, she begged. Dolores did not even hear, intensified as she was enjoying her victory over other girls. The musicians played a chordal. And the stranger proved himself to be an extraordinary dancer. They were pirouetting, gliding, and spinning. The corridor was over, and the stranger continued to dance. They turned faster and faster. She shouted, Enough! Stop! There is no more music! But faster they spun. Dolores cried, and the stranger laughed louder and louder. At midnight, a dense smoke surrounded the dancers. A smell of sulfur filled the hall. When the cloud disappeared, the stranger had vanished. There was only Dolores on the floor, dead, and a set of hooves spinning in a circle. There was no doubt in anybody's mind, it was Satan himself who had danced with Dolores. Whoa.
0: That's pretty cool. She danced with the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Dum-dum-dum. That's very interesting. It's like a opposite dear lady story.
1: Yeah, that's why she said that. She said it reminded her yeah. of the dear story, dear lady, because when she, this when this woman Marisol, when she was a child, she heard the handsome stranger story. Because our parents scare the shit out of us for some reason. <laughs> because that's just the that's just what they do. They go, oh, if you touch that, you're dead. If you do this, you're dead. Your grandma will die if you do this. You don't. You don't love me. My heart's broken. I'll die. It's like. Why is everyone die? like, yeah. it's not even like a little bit of a, um, it's not even like, um, well, it just will hurt my feelings. No, it immediately goes from zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Especially with this straight to it, straight Satan himself. That's crazy. Yeah. Because this girl was so, it, it does, it reminds you of like a, the opposite of the dear lady mm-hmm. that usually it's men who are like womanizing, who are just like, uh, you know, getting women and leaving them or men that are drunk at a bar. Like the first, the first story we read mm-hmm. similar to that drunk at a bar or hurting women, uh, hurting children, stuff like that. Right. And the deer lady's like, mm, guess what? You all nasty. You ain't going to be nasty anymore. <laughs> you got him. This time it was, it was the woman doing all the things Man. and seems to be some kind of spirit that has this kind of ability. She died on the dance floor too. That reminds me of the story about with Granny. That just reminds me of Granny's story. I'm gonna ask we her. We still gotta get tomorrow. her tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow when we go to her house. I'm gonna um, ask her. <laughs> uh, so just hitch her we can we can both Take her. Hey come on, Granny, let's go over here. We're gonna record this. Do you can <laughs> yeah. Do you consent? Yes, okay. So we're gonna record this. Um The Handsome Stranger. It's very interesting. For those who are new listeners to us, uh, our grandmother, she had a story that she told me, and it wasn't the whole story. It was just kind of like a quick like kind of little thing, because our uncle, uh, her son, was like, oh, Joey. Everyone calls me Joey. So, Joseph, but everyone calls me Joey. <laughs> so, oh, Joey. Hey, you, uh- Joey. Hey, Joey. Yeah, I know. We sound like a bunch of mafia <laughs> members. That's what my buddy Dave always said. He goes, wait a minute. Why do you why does your whole family sound like Mafia members? And I go, What do you mean? He goes, You got Gabriel, you got Joey, you got Mikey, you got Vinny, because there's Vincent, <laughs> Victoria, um, Irene, Elizabeth. Or missing or Liz. Or missing as a <laughs> Yeah, oh, gosh. And I was all, <laughs> and then even Julian. We got Julian. We got Johnny. Mm-hmm. We got And I was all what were you guys doing to us? Like you guys just named our whole family like Italian names. Like what are we doing? Forget about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, our Uncle Vincent, he was he was saying to the new listeners, he was saying he was telling me, Oh, Joey, you gotta you gotta ask uh Granny about the hooved lady that was talking to her dad. And I was all what? And then she kind of was like, Oh yeah, we're he was at the dance hall and he was he would flirt with all the ladies. Apparently he was like a handsome like suave guy and he had all these ladies following him when he was married which all right you're ready to get messed up yeah it's already bad so he 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 was you know he was married and talking to the ladies Mm -hmm. and they're at the dance hall and this is like this had to be in this had to be like in the 10s or 20s or something like that and uh, great-grandma wanted to leave and he was all, no, I'm still dancing. And he started dancing with some woman. And the woman was like a good dancer. And she was really, really, really pretty. She was really beautiful. And he was being super flirty, even though his wife is watching him dance. Like, that's mm-hmm. not a good person. And no. then he looked down and she had her legs and her dress were deer legs. were hooked. <laughs> That's so scary. And then he he said that uh. all of a sudden he turned white. And that granny's mom saw the same thing and they didn't talk about it. And then they left. And then when they got home, then of course she was like, see, that's what happens. And it was the devil. And like, like they, she let him have it (laughs) after that. They stopped going to, they stopped doing all that stuff. Like he stopped going to dances and it straightened him out real quick. Set him straight. Yeah. All it took was a warning. Yeah. So creepy. That's why I only dance with my wife. And that
0: was back then when dancing was like a, uh, it's like, Oh, he can dance. That's a yeah, man. They weren't,
1: they weren't crumping. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> they were doing the salsa and the cha-cha-cha. And the... They were, yeah, they were like dancing, dancing, like real dancing. Thank you for all your stories that you guys sent in. These are amazing. If you guys have any other stories, any of the listeners right now, if you have any stories you want us to talk about or read on the show, please send them to info mm-hmm. at behillnetwork.com. That is B-E-H-I-L-L network dot com and just title listener story or whatever else like that and we'll get you we're we're going to do a couple more we don't do them just on just in october we do them sporadically throughout the year mm-hmm. so thank you for that in advance and if you like this yeah. episode or like any of your other episodes please share it on whatever platform you're listening to us on get them on the, get us on those social media's of your followers and friends and try to expand this episode because the more people that listen to us the better this podcast will be for you the listener we appreciate everything so much. Yeah. We're doing really well, and we appreciate it because we can't do this well without you, the listener. Yeah. We've been getting a lot of love lately. Also, since you're there on the platform anyway, go ahead and like and share, review, all the stuff. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review if you're po- if it's able to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to on. Not required. But if you can, we appreciate it. Screenshot that, send it to info at with your mailing address and your alias, and we'll get you some stickers in the mail. And if you need some, like a few more stickers, like because you're giving them out, you could also message us too and be like, "Hey, can we get like, you know, six or eight or whatever like that?" Don't be crazy, but if you need like a few stickers like that to <laughs> hand out, will you send me all of your stickers, please? I need four hundred stickers. stickers, and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> we don't have. We're not doing all that. But you know, but if you need something like that extra, just just message me. You're usually talking to me at info at beheel Joseph. And mm-hmm. make sure that you get in on the giveaway on TikTok and Instagram at indigenous underscore tales because you have today yeah. and tomorrow, and that's it. Cut off midnight. Boom, cut off. And then Boom. Gabe's gonna do the wheel of truth. It <laughs> changes every time. The wheel of fortune, not fortune. Fortune sounds, that sounds like. Fortitude. The wheel of fortitude. (laughs) I don't know. He's going to do the spinny wheel and try to, the spinny wheel of winners and and see who wins. There you go. First place is a hoodie. Second place is a hoodie. And third place is a t-shirt. And you can check Mm -hmm. out all the designs on, um, if you go to uh, indigenoustales.threadless.com. Sign up for the mailing address since you guys are there already. You'll get a 20% coupon code to use on your first purchase. You'll also be notified when we do have sales. And we have, like, some really good sales. $14 t-shirts, $13 t-shirts, 20 30% off, all kinds of other stuff. So make sure yeah. you check that stuff out as well. And you'll also be notified when we drop new designs by mm-hmm. yours truly, Gabriel B. Hill. Come on down. Yay, yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so check that out as well and also if you want to see some clips go ahead and go to youtube and indigenous underscore tales check out some of those clips uh that gabriel does so until next time i'm joseph and i am gabriel you'll be remembered by the tracks you leave and remain close to the great spirit so don't be all nasty lady or la- nasty man and get the dear lady or the deer man to come and get you and kill you and then slap you and everything dance with them look at their feet first the Devil Man, yeah.
0: Ooh, gross.
1: All right, bye. <laughs> if you're not spiritually connected to the Earth and understand the
0: spiritual reality of how to live on Earth, it's likely you will not. Know.